Alrighty, back out of here on the fan. Let's go out to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder. He's brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jonathan. How are you? Good. It was good to see you earlier today. Yeah, yes, uh, we actually got to speak in person for the first time in a long time. Had it been that long? It's been a while. I just feel like I talked to you on this on this uh, this radio thing uh, so often that I just didn't even think about it, to be honest. I mean, luckily you don't have to see me every time we do this, but you know, still it was it was nice to catch up in person. Yeah, you know, actually, I was thinking about the last time we probably saw each other was the time I I saw you in the Guardians press box, and then we uh, we hung out for like four innings. I ate too much ice cream, and then <laughs> we called it. And a day. you went home. <laughs> that was that was it. I, I you like, went back to be you back. We went back to married life. <laughs> that's right. I think I ate seven ice cream bars in four innings. It was quite the day. That that might have been a progressive field press box record by you. I remember things by how many ice cream bars I eat during okay. them. That's, I, yes. I um because I have no self control when it comes to food, um, especially the goodies. I try to limit myself to no more than two ice cream bars per uh, per per night. Oh, I would get in baseball. so much trouble if I had to cover those games day in day out. That would be a real yeah, because it's not, I mean, like, they do a nice job over there at Progressive, but they don't give you the world and free things, but they do give you the world as far as free ice cream bars. And so I would probably, I would eat, I would eat way too many free ice cream bars. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, did you have, how was the food at the holiday party? I didn't stay around for the food. Uh, it was good. It was very good. I, uh, had some, uh, some pizza, a couple wings, and, um, uh, a cheeseburger slider. It's fantastic. Oh, I love the little cheeseburger sliders. Right. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, those are good. Uh, all right, we got the latest report from Adam Schefter saying C.J. Stroud is likely to miss a second straight game this coming Sunday against the Browns. We knew this could be a possibility. I honestly, if you would have made me guess earlier in the week, I would have just assumed C.J. Stroud would end up playing. That's a big break for the Browns, though, Daryl. Case Keenum alert. Here we go. The Case Keenum revenge game is on high alert. <laughs> Yeah, look, it, it is. Uh, actually, I was just uh, talking uh, with a buddy of mine uh, down in Texas. He's a uh, he's a Texans fan, <clears throat> and uh, he was asking, uh, you know, uh, my my thoughts on the game. And uh, uh, I basically said that C.J. Stroud was a five point swing in my pick. Hmm. Uh, no C.J. Stroud, I take the Browns by two. Uh, C.J. Stroud plays. I might take the Texans yes, by a field goal. Daryl, way to be. You're putting it in the parlance that's me, a friend of the friends in the desert, can, I, can understand and get, exactly, get behind. Exactly. See, I'm. Tr- you know what, Jonathan? I try to speak your language yeah, I as like much that. as possible. That was good. So. I like that you think it's a five-point swing. That yeah, matters to me. Okay. I, I, I do. And um, so, well, and, and primarily because, let's be honest about it, Brown's defense, not very good on the road compared to how they play at home. It's, it's Jekyll yeah. and Hyde here. However... However, no C.J. Stroud means Browns have best quarterback on the field. That is a big difference. I mean, let's be honest about it. Joe Flacco went legend on Sunday. I mean, he 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 did things that I've not ever seen a Browns quarterback do in person before uh, with some of the throws that he made, especially in that fourth quarter, especially the 51-yard touchdown to Omari Cooper in which he threaded the needle between three Chicago Bear defenders. And Cooper was able to tightrope the final 20 yards into the end zone. So um, 
yeah, that that's kind of why I think that that's that's a major point swing there if C.J. Stroud can't go for those Texans. Yeah, you mentioned Flacco. Uh, Flacco's got the same amount of touchdowns, just 200 less passing yards than Deshaun Watson, despite playing half the games that Deshaun Watson has played this year. Why do you think, Daryl, the Stefanski-Flacco connection is working in a way that the Stefanski-Watson connection hasn't quite yet worked? You know, that is something that I uh, would like to examine in the offseason um, because I – look, the, the the more successful that Joe Flacco is down the stretch here, the worse it looks for Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. That's what the conversation the whole offseason is going to be. It's not going to be about, hey, what a great Brown season. You know, it, all shucks, everybody got hurt and – you know, what a great job getting to the playoffs that Kevin Stefanski did. It The entire conversation this offseason is going to be Joe Flacco did A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, and Deshaun Watson did none of it. And why is that? Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I do know that uh, they, they seem to get along really well. Uh, Flacco seems to me like the quintessential uh, Kevin Stefanski quarterback. He'll, he'll throw it 50 times a game without batting an eye. He has the ability, and not to say that Sean doesn't, but we just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that Flacco threw three interceptions and then come the fourth quarter didn't bat an eye, right? Didn't allow that to affect him. Um, and he even admitted after the game, hey, look, I mean, pretty much all their points came because I turned the ball over. They, they, you know, they, they had, I think, th- you know, three points on their own merits. So credit to the defense. You know, not not such a great job by me putting the defense in some bad situations that, you know, allowed Chicago to score 14 points off of uh, two uh, of the interceptions. Of course, one of those was actually just, you know, return, you know, taken to the house, returned for a touchdown. But, um, you know, and I, the fact that, or I should say, I've paid real close attention to what uh, Browns players have been saying about Flacco. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to compare him to Deshaun. I'm just trying to stay in the moment with what's going on right now. Because again, I feel like the Deshaun conversation, like now's just not the time for it. But it will be one that I know that fans will want to have for six to eight months until next season begins. And that will continue into next season, especially if Flacco, or I should say, especially if Watson doesn't come out on fire next year. Um, because they're going to keep referencing what Flacco's been able to do. But that been there, done that uh, knowledge and experience that Flacco has, uh, been in tight games, been in games where he's thrown three, four interceptions and still found ways to win, right? Showing up big in in, in big moments. And I I just, I think that that's all helpful. Like, uh, you know, hearing players talk about how, how calm and cool and collected he is and, he doesn't get angry and frustrated even when he makes a mistake. It's like, all right, here's what we got to do. Like, this is what's going to happen. Here's how what I see needs to, you know, what we need to do here. Things like that. Um, and that, you know, mirrors Kevin Stefanski's personality. Um, so I just I feel like this has been the perfect fit or the perfect solution to what was a pretty gigantic problem. That was losing Deshaun Watson for the season. Daryl, do you believe the Browns can beat anyone in the AFC? Uh, when they play at home, yeah. 
Is that, uh, that's, that's weird, right? We, yeah, we do. We think that way. They're just a different team at home than they are on the, on the road. They're seven and one at home, and what two and four, something like that, on the road. No, it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Now, um, the good news for the Browns is that Joe Flacco has uh, as many road playoff wins as Tom Brady does. Uh, that's tied for most in NFL history. I believe it. The number is seven. Uh, so feel a little bit better about them having to go on the road. Uh, unless oh, Baltimore... I was going to say that makes sense because Mahomes never plays games on the road. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, that minor detail there. Although Mahomes, have... Mahomes has always played games at right. home in the postseason. He, he might have to hit the road this year, depending on uh, what happens with Baltimore here down the stretch. But there is a scenario out there where. Let's be honest about it. It's it, it's a real possibility Kansas City could come back and take that number one seed uh, away. So maybe, as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friends. I we'll love it. see. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also scenarios where the Browns could come back and steal the AFC North, and maybe they host a, a home playoff game. Like they're uh, you know Baltimore's final three games pretty tough. So um, we'll we'll see how this plays out, but. All I know is it's week 16 and playoff clinching scenarios for the Cleveland Browns slid into my inbox today. So that made me very happy. Yeah, Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. And it's funny because when you go to his playoff the stats. Super Bowls don't count, right? Cause no, because they're neutral. Site. And that's, right. that's the only time it pops up that is the neutral. You get well, the but hang the on. Neutral. Now, on the neutral, they were the visitors. So uh, does that count? I don't know. I, he's two and one in Super Bowl, so I figure I don't. I, I don't I'm, know. I'm just I'm just asking a question because I don't know what the Jonathan Peterlin metrics are. I no. I neutral site is neutral site. I Even if they're like, the road team on the neutral. Yeah, side. I treat it like it's college football. Okay. Where yeah, your okay. your neutral is neutral. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good question though. It's a good question. I could argue Super Bowl is a road game. Listen, the way my brain works, there 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 might be a time where I'd agree with you, but right now yeah. I I don't. I disagree with that. But one. Super Bowl's not played at. Kansas City, you, you know, it's it's not at Arrowhead. He was the road team in that Tampa Bay Super Bowl. He was. It, I mean, it, it it is a road game technically. I mean, it's a road game for both teams, but you know, I'm just saying, I'm just just throwing that out there. Man, he looked awful in that Super Bowl. That was such a bad Super Bowl for him. Yeah, but he looked pretty good in the other two. He won. I know, I know. That's <laughs> that's, that's the magic. That's the magic of Mahomes. So. <laughs> You like how I threw that right back at you? you? Well, you know what's weird, though? You mentioned the night and day type thing, and I I, I, I might sound crazy for this, Daryl, but the way the You offense... sound crazy? Well, there's a first. Yeah, right? The that way... hasn't happened before. The way... Let's I've... get the missus on the line, see what she says. I'm just just because I'm you know, I, I'm just an honesty broker is all it is, and, and oh, okay. uh, I, I work right. in the honesty department of life, and that you always sound crazy. If Your friends in the, the desert say that about yeah, you? Yeah, if, you, if you're one of the, the truth brokers in life, you always yeah. sound a little crazy at the end of the day, am I right? All right. The seer among seers, the prognosticator is prognosticator. It is what it is. But Mahomes, if he were to play us at, and I know this is like just pie in the sky stuff, but if we had Mahomes at home, I'm not scared, Daryl. I'm just, I'm not. The way the Chiefs offense, they have a better defense right now than they have an offense. We've never been able to say that in the Mahomes era. Sadly enough for, for Chiefs fans, they actually have a legitimate defense, something they haven't had in a while. And it's just, you watched that Patriots game this last weekend. They're, yeah. they're, they're sputtering offensively. By the way, are you Sam Ace Rothstein, Nikki Santoro, or Frank Marino? I'm Tommy Cutlets. You're Tommy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was no Tommy Cutlets in the movie I'm trying to reference oh, here right now. Man, maybe the next, maybe the next one they make of that, of that, uh, franchise. Are you a Lester Diamond? 
or a wise guy, Eddie? A wise guy, Eddie. I'm definitely a wise guy. You're a wise guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely right, a wise all right, guy, all right, Eddie. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you Weisenheimer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Ryder. All right. Let me ask you. Now, I Vinny Boombots over here. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, the run game. I know we've been talking all sorts of like great, fantastical adventures and such. Are you worried at all? 18 carries, 29 total yards. I know they have no offensive line right now, so I can't even blame Jerome Ford. But what is Stefanski going to do if he legitimately can't run the ball? Is he just going to say, instead of 18 carries, we now run the ball eight times a game and Flacco just just bombs it deep even more? Uh-huh. Let her rip, baby. Okay. All I right. was going to say, you realize they, they're down to like one standing offensive lineman. I right? know, they have no offensive line. I can't even get mad at the inconsistency of Jerome Ford because it's not even his fault at this point. It's just, if you're Stefanski, hell, I was surprised when I looked at it. I didn't even know, we, I didn't even realize we ran the ball 18 times on Sunday. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that he's going to do what we have seen him do at times where he tries to manufacture things in the run game. Uh, with the, the misdirection and the trick plays, but yeah, I I I have no criticism for the run game because I just recognize the situation. It's just, it to me that's the equivalent to fans that are complaining that Miles Garrett hasn't had a sack in four weeks, while also saying I know he gets held a lot, but where are the sacks? Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's been so dominant the past two weeks. It's been insane. He's been yeah, so dominant. I mean, pro He's football no focus is, I mean, you know, I know they have their percentage grades and stuff like that. I mean, every week he's in the, in the, like the 92 percentile. It's, um, and, and, you know, Kevin Stefanski doesn't go out of his way to heap praise on his, uh, on his players. And that's not to, I'm, I'm not impugning Stefanski here or criticizing him at all, but just the way he goes about things. But he really yesterday went out of his way to uh shill for I thought Miles, that was Lima. His defensive player of the year and I, then David yeah. Njoku. I, I think Lima deserves a tip of the cap for that one. I feel like that was uh Lima induced. I don't know I don't know if it was Stefanski listening on the right end or someone got to him, but Lima made the case that morning. Like that morning, Daryl, hey, you guys gotta start speaking up. You gotta start I, I he all but said, you know how they used to make the uh You know when I'll believe that Ke- the Kevin Stefanski listens to the morning show? When? when he goes, Freddie Kitches and calls in. I mean, dude, Freddie used to. Freddie legitimately would quote the afternoon drive in his press conferences. I know. He'd be like, I, he was like, I was listening to, and it was an interview that afternoon drive had that's on nice. the I day know. prior. Like, it's just like, and that's fine. I like to live in a world where hey, they don't you know have what? to pretend hey, they we, don't we, listen. We appreciate y'all listening. We yeah, do. Yeah, I like to. Pre- <laughs> I like to live in a world where no one has to pretend they don't listen. But I will say this: if you're taking advice for us, you're you're doing the football thing wrong. <laughs> but but. Who would know media? I'm going to give Lima credit here. Lima knows the media the way you and I know the media because we've been in it long enough to understand how this whole thing works. I would make an argument, and this is not crazy. I'd make an Let's argument. We, we know I, that world just as good as anybody. Like it, He's right. The campaigns need to start. That That's not yeah. football. That's just understanding how to navigate people and navigate the media side of things, something that we all know very well. Well, if Lima's having that kind of success on uh, Stefanski campaigning for players, then hopefully... I think he got to I, Hopefully I have the same amount of success as the, uh, the the chairman of Build the Damn Dome Coalition. Well, I don't know how your meeting went this last weekend. I don't know. 
I, not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> I wish it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but more so on the how it's going to get paid for and where to put it. Pro- like the, yeah. Those seem to be sticking points. I don't understand why, but those seem to be sticking points uh, right now. But um, uh, Mother Nature helped me out on Sunday. I'll say, it, well, at least until the final three minutes. And then, That's you true. know, the sun came out. I'm but. closer to my international week than you are to yours right now. Hey, listen, Mother <laughs> Nature was on my side on Sunday. That's right. That's right. And you know what? That's right. I am advocating for the fans that did not want to be in the 500 level in the rain. See, if there's a roof over to your head, you're in your seats yelling and screaming and instead of trying to stay dry somewhere. And you're probably not leaving when it's 17 to 7 in the Right. And you know what? I'm not and I will never criticize fans for not wanting to be in the elements because I, Daryl Ryder, believe that you should be under a roof warm and comfortable. While watching the Cleveland Browns kick the you know what out of the opposition, yeah, like that's that's what I believe. And yeah. with the roof over it, stadium's louder. Your platform is comfortability, and I appreciate comfortability it. of the fans, absolutely. And the building is louder. So if yeah, you think they got a home field advantage now on defense, imagine if they had a roof over their head. I'm just saying. Yeah, we could do the fun things like the Chiefs do, even though they don't have a dome themselves, where they measure out the. Now, uh, now I just need to work on the tedious details of how to pay for it and where to put it. But outside of that, I think it's a great idea, Jonathan. Other than that, Author how was the by play? Yours truly. Mrs. Lincoln, yeah. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. I'll continue the campaign tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.